So this is kind of a supplementary episode to our Elvis episode. Um, Elvis is just an interesting dude, so not so much our thoughts on this, but really fun facts about a crazy man <laughs> who lived <laughs> at a crazy time and did some crazy stuff. So we wanted to talk a little bit about some trivia. Um, just to kick it off, Basir, what's your favorite Elvis song? My favorite Elvis song is Unchained Melody. It is not originally an Elvis song, but his version is my... Um, his version is my favorite, and I get a little emotional every time I hear it. A little misty. Yeah, a little misty. Okay. Um, What's yours? I think my favorite Elvis song, um, Can't Help Falling in Love, I think is probably the best love song ever written. It's simple, to the point, and deeply effective. Um, but a, a song I really love that I didn't know until recently is a song called Don't. And it was covered by Zoe Kravitz mm. in Big Little Lies. Mm. Great show. Um, and her cover was so like beautiful and whimsical. So I went back and listened to Elvis's, but it was a little bit too rapey <laughs> from his perspective. You know, it's so crazy. Not, be like his, that. So, not his version. In fact, the opposite of you. I really like Zoe Kravitz's version of Don't, I guess is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. But he, I can't help falling in love. Definitely. Yeah. Just the best love song but there's been so many versions of that yeah i don't even know if elvis says is my favorite no well maybe that's the only one i have on my phone so it's mine i guess okay well <laughs> yeah i also love I'm, I'm just a big fan of all the hits so kate will be reading you some factual elvis information and i'll be giving you some trivia directly about the movie yeah and so this now. is with all Biopics. This movie is highly fictionalized. Yes. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Elvis the man. Mm-hmm. And we will also sort source ourselves. So Kate is getting her information from BuzzFeed, and I will be taking some trivia from IMDb. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those places. <laughs> yeah, BuzzFeed notoriously better at reporting. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, fun fact about Elvis: his famous black quaff. He is a, actually a blonde. Born a blonde, a big fan of Tony Curtis, so he dyed his hair with shoe polish mm. until he got famous enough and rich enough to buy his hair dye. They used to perform, and the dye would run into his eyes, and it was very dramatic. Yeah, people really liked it. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is an actual like fact fact, but um, Elvis notorious sweater on stage. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, <laughs> I don't know if the movie is like over dramatic, but the sweat, mm-hmm. <laughs> unreal. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little bit of a sad thing, but how Elvis died, uh, famously on the toilet, prob- it was a heart attack, but it was brought on really from drugs. Um, so he had a doctor who traveled with him who was affectionate- affectionately referred to as Dr. Nick. He prescribed over 12,000 pills. So after Elvis died... Dr. Nick had his medical license suspended for prescribing those mass quantities of uncontrolled substances, but he insisted the pills were for Elvis's entire entourage, not just him, so he insisted there was no wrongdoing. He later testified he was willing to prescribe Presley whatever he wanted because he didn't want him to get drugs from the bad people. He mm-hmm. wanted the good drugs from the doctor. Yes. So, bad guy. And I think that's just one of the things of. Surrounding yourself with sycophants. <laughs> um, here's a fun one. Elvis was almost cast in A Star is Born alongside Barbara Streisand. Um, 
A Star is Born having been made four times, I think. <laughs> this Maybe is like five. The third iteration, <laughs> I believe. Um, and but Presley was on the way to meet Streisand. She was so nervous, she started painting her nails. And once he arrived, he took the nail polish from her and finished the job to put her at ease. He ultimately didn't take the role because he didn't want to star in a film either where he was the second lead or he didn't want to star in a film that was a little too close to home. Yeah. Um, and also, I wonder what the world would be like if Elvis had done that. Would he have come to his senses? Would he have been okay? I don't know. I think Barbara is healing for anyone. So I think the longer that you're in her presence, <laughs> I think the better off you are. So yeah. I wonder what, what might have been. been. Yeah, seriously. Um. Elvis famously was drafted. He spent two years in the Army. He actually did pretty well. He was promoted to a sergeant while he was there. Uh, his time in the Army inspired one of my favorite movies of all time, Bye Bye Birdie. Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, quality film. Yeah. Do check it out. Pretty annoying, but yeah. Um, at the height of Elvis's fame, polio vaccine was being developed. And while people were reluctant to get it, is this relatable content or what yeah (laughs) um he got his vaccine on live television the ed sullivan show and after the shot the teenage vaccination rates went up 80 percent in just six months that amazing Mm -hmm. um elvis was famously obsessed with karate and got his black belt in 1960 um people who actually worked with him said he was very good at karate in fact (laughs) um his his master spoke very highly of it, and he was very passionate about it until his death. He famously incorporated it into his performances on stage. A lot of his moves came from karate. What an interesting fellow. Like, really. Yeah. Just so talented in so many different ways. That's one more connection I have with Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we mentioned this in the show, but Elvis only ever performed in North America because his corrupted, uh, his corrupt business manager was not allowed to leave the country and prevented Elvis from ever taking gigs overseas where he wouldn't be able to follow and control. Um, This baddie, really, (laughs) Colonel Tom Parker, was Dutch, but he was living in the country illegally. Um, He was scared if he left that he might not be allowed back in. But there was some rumors going around that he was actually scared to go back because he might have committed a gruesome murder in his hometown. We cannot confirm or deny, but we are going to confirm because it just <laughs> just raises the drama and the stakes just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, his real name was Andreas von Kuk, I think. The Dutch language is complicated. But he left home for America in 1929. At the same time, there was an unexplained murder. A young woman working in a shop in his hometown of Breda had been beaten to death and the store had been ransacked. There's no exact evidence, but Parker was around at the time and was unable to be questioned because he left the country. He um, did it! <laughs> we, we, we love it when a little murder seeps into our true crime, <laughs> our, our, our real life stories. Yeah. Um, Elvis had a lot of loving fans famously but he also had a lot of haters and tom parker being the truest of americans um a murderous immigrant i suppose (laughs) um decided to capitalize that on that he sold i hate elvis buttons and so anybody who hated elvis enough to buy a button was contributing to the elvis fund (laughs) graceland uh elvis's famous memphis memphis estate was bought in 1957 for one hundred thousand dollars he was only 22 years old 
think that's will we ever be homeowners maybe if we leave the city yeah (laughs) after his death priscilla presley became the executor of the estate until elvis's daughter lisa marie was old enough to inherit the taxes on the property were really expensive so priscilla considered selling it but instead she decided to turn it into a public attraction um it ended up paying for itself 10 times over it brings in 150 million dollars a year for the city of memphis it's pretty impressive (laughs) yep uh let's see what else this is some sad trivia again about the courtship of priscilla presley and elvis is that they met when she was just 14 years old. They dated for seven years before um, they got married, and Elvis famously would not touch her until they were married. But he told a friend, quote, she's young enough that I can train her any way I want. Yeah. Yeah, pretty disturbing. (laughs) So gross. Um, After she had her daughter, they wouldn't sleep together. He told her that he had never been able to make love to a woman who'd had a child. And eventually Priscilla divorced him, saying that she was tired of being Elvis's living doll. You go, Priscilla. It's a pretty complicated... Priscilla actually had a very has a very interesting dating history. Um, She's dated... I mean, not in a bad... I don't mean this in a bad way, but she literally has dated everyone. <laughs> she has dated She's, some of the coolest people. She was tied people. to Robert Kardashian. Yeah. And she, Senior. Yeah, senior. <laughs> Sorry, there's two it's, of them. It's funny that you needed that clarification, but fair enough. Um, yep. Priscilla Presley lived a whole life outside of Elvis, which is impressive, honestly. And of course, famously, his daughter married Michael Jackson, the king of rock and roll and the king of pop. Yeah. Tied to Lisa Marie. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, I'll kind of interject really quick. Um, so I wanted to start off with a really cool thing about Austin Butler. Um, Austin Butler and Elvis are actually 16th cousins, twice removed. Um, Elvis's dad, Vernon, and Austin Butler's mom share common ancestry. With all the, like, you know, ancestral stuff that was going on in the, <laughs> in the South around those times. Um, it's not a wonder why he looks so much like Elvis. Um, and he really does. Just The makeup enhances how much he looks like him, but he really does look like Elvis. Um, and actually, for his audition tape, Austin Butler originally recorded himself singing Love Me Tender. But when he watched it back, he felt like it was an Elvis impersonation, and so he refused to submit it. Um, a few days later, he had a nightmare that his deceased mother was dying again. And so while he was so overwhelmed with that grief, he decided to pour his emotion into music. Thinking of the lyrics of Unchained Melody, my favorite Elvis song, he remembered, I quote, I always take it for granted that that's to a romantic partner, but what if I sing that to my mom? End quote. So he sat down at the piano in his bathroom and filmed it, and the video um, immediately caught Baz Luhrmann's attention. Um, and he was both confused and intrigued. Was it an audition, or was he having a breakdown? <laughs> and then Luhrmann asked to meet um, with Butler and eventually gave him the part shortly, shortly after that. Yeah, but a few people that also auditioned for this role were Ansel Elgort, Miles Teller, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and Harry Styles. Baz Luhrmann very much saying that he couldn't allow Harry Styles to be Harry Styles and Elvis. So um, I think that was a very wise choice. Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson is such an interesting one to me because also you can't play John Lennon and play Elvis. Why not? Because he can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Miles Teller would have been a fine one. He has cool hips too. 
Oh, I mean, he's famous for that shimmy now. I yeah. Mean- <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ansel Gordon, yeah, I don't think that would have gone down well. But um, let's see, what else do we have here? This is a really cool fact. I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you read this, but I didn't hear you say it to me if you did. <laughs> Although it's never alluded to in the film, Elvis was actually a huge fan of technology and was the first person in the U.S. to have an analog cell phone installed in his car. And he had one of the first Betamax videotape recorders in his home after they were introduced by Sony in 1975. Look at that. Vaccines. Technology. Expensive jumpsuits. He really was like the biggest progressive of his time. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. In fact, <laughs> famously, in 1970, Elvis decided he wanted a federal narcotics agent's badge because he believed it meant that he'd be able to travel the world with whatever guns and drugs he wanted to, no questions asked. <laughs> so um, he spontaneously arrived at, in D.C., to the Nixon White House and said, I'm going to be here as long as it takes to get the credentials of a federal agent. And Nixon did meet with Presley, <laughs> was worn down by him, eventually gave him what amounted to a fake badge that mm-hmm. gave him no real power, um, but it was to get him off his case and to thank him for the trip, Elvis gifted Nixon a handgun from World War II that Presley had taken off the wall of his Los Angeles mansion before he boarded his flight to the White House. He had so many guns that he just grabbed whatever was closest, basically, and he grabbed this gun from when he served. Mm. Pretty crazy. Um, One of my favorite facts about Elvis, because it's my favorite rom-com in the whole wide world, is a movie called What If? Mm. And our two main characters bond over the famous fool's gold sandwich that killed Elvis Presley, <laughs> slowly but surely. Um, it is a French loaf coated in a pound of butter, filled with a jar of peanut butter, a jar of jelly, and a pound of bacon. Um, and Elvis famously flew a private jet to Denver where these sandwiches were made. He had the sandwiches delivered to the jet. They ate the jet. They ate on the jet and then left. <laughs> so he didn't even get off the plane. He literally flew there just to get these sandwiches that he ate with his friends. And I just think that's the height of fuck you money. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Bezos could never. I mean, he has, and he would. (laughs) He went to the moon for kicks or whatever. He went to space. space. (laughs) He went... Kate has a weird thing about space. We'll we'll get into it. It's not worth it. Um, But actually, and despite... Elvis's evangelical Christian upbringing in the Deep South, his mother Gladys was of distant Jewish descent and even gave him the Hebrew middle name Aaron to acknowledge this. Elvis himself was aware that he was partly Jewish and when his mother died, he asked for the tombstone to have the Star of David card into it in honor of his mother. A uh, funny thing about that is uh, he has his middle name is spelled the way my brother's middle name is also Aaron. My mom spelled it incorrectly because she was stoned when she had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and they could never finish it. Um, it's without the second A, which is the traditional Hebrew spelling. Yeah. So there's a funny thing about that is, <laughs> this is the thing I've read a lot about Elvis <laughs> now. So a lot of people, as you may know if you're listening, think that Elvis is alive on an island somewhere <laughs> with Tupac and Biggie and living his dreams. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons they think that is because his gravestone has the name Aaron spelled A-A-R-O-N, the traditional spelling. 
but that is not actually how Elvis spelled his name. It was a single A, and people point to that as proof that it wasn't his real legal name, and so it's not him buried there. <laughs> All oh, right. the straws will grab you back. <laughs> and also, Elvis wore um, not only a cross and the Star of David, but also, what was the other religious symbol that he wore? The Hebrew letter Chai. Um, around his neck and when people asked him why he already told reporters that he didn't want to miss out on heaven due to a technicality which honestly hey when relatable. I'm in a, when I'm in a plane and it takes off I say Shema because I'm a Jew but I also say Hail Mary because it's the gods of my father and who knows <laughs> a little goodwill never hurt nobody yeah right. um, I, I'll say the last most interesting part I think of Elvis's long history is that there have been a lot of movies made and Elvis starred in a lot of those and there's also been movies that were made about Elvis but the movie that boasts the most Elvis songs on its soundtrack is in fact Lilo and Stitch <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah. um, shout out to our friend Victoria she loves that movie Yep. what more can be said about Elvis and Priscilla mm, um, so I mean she's presented as pure and perfect in this movie that she is his guiding light and that makes sense because obviously they needed her sign off to make the movie <laughs> let's, let's let's get let's get the right quote <laughs> Baz Luhrmann version of the rock biopic goes like this take all the beats you remember from films like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man from the evil manager to the mouthful of pills to the partner who represents everything good and pure in the world because you needed their permission to get the rights yeah if you do not have a subscription to Vulture, I would waste your free articles on this one written by Nate Jones, which is titled, In Elvis, There's No Business Like Bazness. Ayo. Shout out to Nate. Yeah. So those are just a few fun little Elvis facts. We hope you like this little bonus episode and we'll yeah, see and you next week. always remember when you watch a biopic to go home and actually read about the person because... Really and truly. We <laughs> the take, true story is always better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the artistic liberties are usually it's, absurd. It's always stranger than fiction. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone have a great rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening to this, and we will see you next week. Bye.